Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Self-Medicated Podcast. I am your host, Troy Aleem, a.k.a. The Wayfarer, a.k.a. Young Quentin Quarantino, uh, and new a.k.a. The Banter Boss. I'm here with uh, <laughs> Justin, a.k.a. Captain you, of the Igloo. You just gave yourself an a.k.a.? I did. No, I didn't give it to myself. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Who? Captain of the Sea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to slide that in there like we wasn't going to say anything. With. Nah, nah, my coworkers. Yeah. Mm. This is a nickname for my coworkers. Mm. I'm surprised you didn't hear that. You be listening in on my fucking Zooms and shit. It's the popular and friendly over here. No, that's not me. That is the captain of the igloo. Well, Young popular and friendly, a.k.a. Like the box hunter. <laughs> and introducing also the one pot player. <laughs> Revisiting the podcast, one of the most popular guests that we've ever had on this show. The Haitian sensation, a.k.a. Ate All the Snacks, a.k.a. Troy is an asshole, a.k.a. My Baby, Whitney. What's up, babe? How are you? Good. Good. Damn, that was aggressive. And then we also have a new staff member here at the Self-Medicated Podcast. Any kind of name to introduce you? No, Rafi? Bop. Fast. But fast. (laughs) Fast and Furious. Young Fast and Furious! Yes! Young Fast and Furious in the building. (laughs) <laughs> I like it. I like is there, it. I is like there a story it. behind that one? I don't know. It's just apt. Uh, I, I know that he, um, he's very athletic. He used to run track. There um, we go. He also might be fast. There we go. Well, <laughs> okay. Fast and furious. I like it a lot. I'm sorry. That shit might stick. And this is a self-medicated podcast, man. So, uh, oh, and today is April what? No, we're not even in April no more. I'm tweaking. May 11th. This is the episode 16 for May 11th. Month two of quarantine at this point. Who knows? It's all kind of running together at this point. Mm -hmm. It's all the same shit. It's Monday and July. (laughs) How are are y'all holding up? How are y'all staying sane? If you are staying sane. Trying to get a little active because I've been gaining hella weight just eating and shit. Quarantine weight? Yeah. Man, food's so fucking good. <laughs> food is delicious. Yeah. It's been fucked up. Elon Musk said he'll rather eat and be happy than live a longer life. Yeah. I feel I like that. that. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, I, like I that. mean, I, also, he, like, being someone like Elon Musk saying that removes a lot of guilt. Right. Like, fuck it, I can still be successful and be a fucking glutton. True. <laughs> like, that's not, that, that doesn't necessarily inherently impair me. Whatever. Food is great. I just believe in moderation, everything in moderation. Mm. That's, that's the key. Like, shit's delicious, but you can't eat that shit every day. Me, personally, the I'm, I'm, I, I think I have finally reached my limit of quarantine. I like to fancy myself as an isolation artist. I, I don't really like dealing with the general public or other people for the most part. Perfectly fine with just being in the crib 99% of my time. But I'm not going to lie to you. I, I, I need some other outside interactions. It's kind of, uh, the shit's kind of getting old now. Because I, I, and what I have identified, what I think is because I haven't been able to challenge my pers- own perspective in a long time. Hmm. And I think that is what's fucking with me. So, I, that whatever that looks like, that, that for me manifests itself in all kinds of different conversations and like random interactions throughout the day. 
but and not necessarily explicitly but like not to have any of that and it's just me and Whitney chopping up my like high ass thoughts and ideas <laughs> like at some point I don't know it, it's starting it's starting to be like I don't know it's starting to be in my head a little bit about it hmm. um, yeah I'm ready to be outside bro <laughs> I'm ready to be outside and apparently should have supposed to be open up this week right here everywhere on the 15th here's the 30th oh here's wow. the 30th yeah. um, other places yeah. the 15th so I mean yeah I mean we'll, New we'll, York the 15th <laughs> they fucking up oh it's gonna be bad mm. but yeah I, don't know. I, 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 I just think we need just I'm I'm down for collecting more information <laughs> about the about the impacts of the coronavirus, and if you know what I'm saying I'm I'm not advocating for who those volunteers are. So whoever they are, I'm gonna be watching closely. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Vegas, yeah, I'm watching Vegas. I'm watching them very close. I want to go there, so I'm watching <laughs> watching what happens. Uh, I will say I'm not jumping prematurely into anywhere. That's for sure. It's gonna be some. It's gonna be some. Research some evidence, I think. Yeah. Probably at this point, I'm I'm in that stage at least. But who knows? In a week or two, I might be like, "Fuck it, I get it. I got insurance. <laughs> Fuck it." <laughs> like, Plus, you, know, you already think you had it, so. Yeah, I, I truly believe I have the antibodies, so. That's another thing, and if I got it, you probably got the antibodies, so yeah, we're probably good. Yeah, sure. In my expert medical mm-hmm. opinion, mm-hmm. we are fine. <laughs> yeah so that's what that is that's our fucking at this point weekly quarantine <laughs> update it's funny man I, I was listening to some earlier episodes and the very first episode we did we was talking about coronavirus and just the takes that we had that seemed so outrageous then just being like kind of looking back on it and being like uh yeah that's kind of of course <laughs> you know what I mean it's so yeah. funny to See how times have changed in in 16 episodes, three, four months, Mm. five months at this point. Very, very interesting teams. Let's see. I want to get the RIPs out the way. I don't ever want this to be like a depressing podcast, but we had an unusual amount of, uh, I guess, deaths in in the eyes of the public uh, this week. In like a 24-hour period. It's crazy. Yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot happening. So I think that most folks know about the whole Ahmaud Aubrey situation. You know, I don't know how y'all feel about giving a whole breakdown about this whole situation. Me personally, I think it's very much a lot of the same old shit that we always mm-hmm. hear and see. I'm exhausted about doing deep dives into this type of shit. Like wrong yeah. is wrong at this point, and it's like, <sighs> yeah. I mean, I, I I really don't know what to do with that. I don't know what having a dialogue and, and discussing this at length, breaking it down does to advance and make things better. I'm not sure what that does. I don't know how to utilize that plaf- this platform in order to do that. So hopefully it should suffice uh, for folks who know us and how we feel and how we how we take it, how we rock. Uh, R.I.P. Ahmaud Aubrey um, should suffice. Um, rest in peace to his family, his friends, his, his colleagues. And that that whole situation is just wild as fuck. Another rest in peace to Andre Harrell, a hip hop legend. Yeah, R and B. R and B legend, producer extraordinaire, music executive extraordinaire. 
R.I.P. responsible for a lot of the sound that you hear in music and have been hearing in music for a, for a long, long time. Speaking of music legends, rest in peace to Lil Richard. Iconic singer. Yeah, yeah. Iconic singer, iconic personality. Just, a, just an icon in general. Um, and rest in peace to Betty Wright, too. One of the most amazing voices ever. Period. So, yeah, man. A lot of, a lot of R.I.P.'s. I, th- I think it's uh, it, it hit different in the quarantines, right? Like, there's no other distraction bes- mm. <laughs> besides dealing with that loss. So, my heart really goes out to the families um, and friends and fans of all of these people. Because I feel like it, like that's probably hit differently in these times. Like, whether it's related to COVID or not, there's not much other distraction from that feeling and, and, and from, uh, from loss and dwelling in that. So, prayers up, man. Prayers up. Speaking of like dealing with loss in this period, have any of you attended any virtual funerals? Whoa. No. I attended my first one on Friday. Whoa. How was that? It was a little weird. Because at first, I was watching, I was like just chilling in the bed with my shirt off. This feels wildly inappropriate. Put some clothes on. Wait, wait, did you have your video on? Because look, my friend he told me the wrong time, and I got off work. I was like, I'm gonna try to stay up to watch yeah, this, and yeah, I was yeah. just getting sleepy. So I'm gonna lay down. I have my laptop in the bed with me. So I'm like tuning in, and it wasn't started yet because he said like 12:30, mm-hmm. and it's like 12:45. I'm like, the fuck is I'm like, okay. So I'm every 15 minutes, I try to just go to sleep and wake up and go to sleep. So right. like I'm half sleep, and finally saw that it was going on, and I was like, yeah, this doesn't feel right. So I'm like. To put some clothes on and came out and sat on the couch and watched it. Yeah, it's it's real interesting. You kind of still feel like you're there, but you don't get the you don't feel like I feel like the sadness of the room. Right. It's kind of more like you're just voyeuristically watching it opposed to yeah, like yeah, in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a little odd, but it was uh it was interesting. Yeah, and I don't know if I want to do the do it again. I did appreciate not having to dress up or leave the house. Sure. But it was a little a little peculiar. Was it um. So was it like a live stream or was mm-hmm. it a Zoom or live stream? A live stream. I guess the funeral home has some kind of camera set up okay. where you could do it because they said they could, the rules were you can have more than ten people at the funeral or at the burial. So okay. they just did like the service online. Got it. The stream. Yeah. R. I. P. My homie Victor's dad. Yeah, COVID. R. I. P. Yeah. COVID. He passed from COVID. Mm-hmm. Both R. his parents R. had it. Damn. Mom survived. Dad didn't. Whew. All right. Yeah, R.I.P. <laughs> we need some transition music or something. Insert, insert like something. <laughs> insert happy something happy or silly here. I like to cha cha. Hey. I like to cha cha. Hey. Let's get into why we have the Haitian sensation here. It's a topic very deep to her. Yeah, this is a this is a topic that you've been just a raring to get to. Uh, raring. Yeah. So basically, I I don't know if we mentioned like brought it up or teased it in another podcast or not, but who was it? Cash doll or somebody? Some celebrity, plastic celebrity, <laughs> proposed a question. Uh, no, something like how long after a breakup. Should you fuck the person you were accused of fucking? Yes. Right? Yes. 
and I was really interested on what you had to say. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like a setup. And then what everybody else had to say, obviously. But you're right; it does sound like a setup. But mm-hmm. not sure why I got you on camera saying <laughs> I've had weeks to prepare for this. <laughs> so <laughs> I will. I want to hear everybody else's opinion first because I feel like mine is a very simple opinion. It's not okay. very nuanced or complicated at all. Do you want to share your thoughts? So originally, I said right away. Mm-hmm. I said like, fuck it, that next hour. <laughs> but then, you know, usually, <laughs> usually, you know, you're back and forth um, with the, your partner probably. You have to wait probably three to five business days to make sure that you're actually broken up mm, to true. do it then. Because, uh, you know, it's going to hit Let different. Let emotions calm down a little yeah, bit. It's gonna yeah, it's going to hit different if they find out you fucked the person that you was mm. accused of fucking. So I would say wait three to five business days. Um, hmm. And I think it also matters if he was fucking them while they was accusing you of fucking them. Mm. So that adds a whole new layer. Because if you really were, it doesn't matter. You could just keep fucking them. But like, but if you, you openly fucked them now, that's the question. When can you start openly fucking them? Mm. You would still have to wait that three to Three to five business days. Can you be fucking in them three to five business days? (laughs) (laughs) But if you know, like, if you know you're not going to get back together with them, which you usually never know if you will or not, then you need to wait. But if you, like, done done, then fucking nigga get it over with. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out to Future. Uh, (laughs) Your thoughts? Your opinion? It depends on why you're fucking them. Is it, like, out of spite or is it you want to now that you have a reason to do it that would play a role into the time period for me to determine like when it's appropriate like if you actually did like the person well if you like the person never fucked with them never gave them the idea that you could fuck but were accused of fucking this person Mm -hmm. and broke up because of that accusation that false accusation when do you feel like it's appropriate to go fuck that person that you actually like but never entertained because you were in a relationship? Maybe like six months. Six months. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got three to five business days. <laughs> the box hunter. Same week. Over it's here, crazy. The box hunter over here is saying six months. That's a stalker for you. We know his hunting style. <laughs> <laughs> um, Rafa, do you have any opinion? I'm sorry, Young Fast and Furious? Uh, I think... <laughs> You gotta look at what relationship you're coming out of. Uh-huh. If it was a short little situation that wasn't really like built over years of commitment and relationship, you have a different level of commitment to try to that three to five businesses. That respect period changes mm-hmm. depending on what the relationship was. Mm-hmm. So I feel like if it was something longer, six months would be more appropriate. Mm-hmm. Because I I also kind of don't like the idea of uh, spite fucking people. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. That kind of don't sit sit well. <laughs> yeah, don't sit with my spirit. What's yeah. spite fucking? You know what the fuck spite fucking is? <laughs> spite no, fucking I, I is. Wanna, I want a clear definition. Well, mm. spite fucking is kind of what we're talking about. Like fucking a person that you were accused of fucking just because you were accused of fucking them. Maybe well, you are you fuck fucking them or accused of fucking them? I'm saying if that was your intention behind it, yeah. or it could be fucking your friend. That's a spite fuck. Mm. Could be. uh, I thought spite fucks were good. (laughs) Spite makeup, sex, and spite fucks are two very different things. Yeah, 
Okay. You could also fuck somebody that your partner hates just so that you know what I'm saying? That's a spike fuck too. Oh, I've been through that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like all of those are different like spike fucks. And I think yeah. that this question kinda is like, when is it okay for it not to have the stigma of being a spike right. fuck anymore? Okay. Is basically what the question I, is. I don't know. Sometimes spite fuels my soul. That is a fucking fact. So it's a very sad thing shit it's I don't fucked know. up <laughs> it's fucked up I can't help it though shit it's fucked up it's so bad, <laughs> I've, seen, it's so I've, bad. I've, I've seen and been victim to that shit mm. it's not pretty y'all <laughs> it is not pretty uh, yeah she's not dope in my opinion so here's the thing okay the key word in this whole conversation in this whole question is breakup Mm. All right, because I'm the type of person I'm not when when in my head we are broken up, we have broken up. I don't owe you anything anymore. I don't. There's no type of responsibility that I have for your feelings or anything like that. I don't. I'm not bound to that any longer because we broke up. Now, for me, breaking up is a very final stage. So like whatever shit happens before that. I wouldn't necessarily classify as breaking up. If you take a break and whatever, three months later, y'all back together, that y'all didn't break up. You you separated with the intention of we needed some space for the health of this relationship with the intention of coming back together. Breaking up to me in my mind is finito, <laughs> right? Like once we've got to the stage of breaking up, that's a real final kind of determination in my mind. So that means tomorrow. If we broke it up, like, maybe even same day. Because at, at that point, I feel like even if you're doing it out of spite or for revenge or anything like that, in a real breakup sense, or at least how I think of it, it's no longer about the person you broke up with. You're just satisfying your own ego at that point. You're just doing you just to whatever. And whatever your motivations are about uh, behind it, you can evaluate. You can say it's kind of trap. You can say whatever it is from there. But... To me, in my mind, if you're actually broken up and you decide to do some shit like that, that's feeding your own ego. That's self-serving yeah. more so than anything else. And it's going to affect you. It's not going to really affect So you would get back together with that woman? She, like, smashed one of the homies out of spite? Damn. Um, <laughs> nah, I think if I broke up with you, we're not getting back together. Uh, so that's just a general rule with you. Kind of, yeah. Okay. Have we ever broken up and gotten back together? He's saying that that's not a breakup. That was a break. Exactly. Okay. So you don't... you don't Breaking up okay. means that's it's done. Fine. There's nothing else happening after that. Exactly. I mean, you can break the up. The relationship, at least. The romantic relationship is broken up. You could break up. up. You can we could be homies, off, but yeah. as homies, I definitely... I'm expecting it to be a breakup. Exactly. And things change, though. Okay. That's more what I was thinking. So. Okay. Cutting uh, that, that's why I had to make the uh distinction. distinction between breaking something off, right? Me and my girl, we stopped talking for like almost a year. But did you stop talking for almost a year with the intention of never talking again? Yes, okay, so that's different. <laughs> that's a breakup. So, to me, all right, so to me, in my mind, what you do after you have made that determination with that intention, and if for whatever reason y'all are able to reconnect all of that shit now is contributing to who you are and who you have now grown to grown into as a person and if now your growth is something that that other person if y'all are mutually interested in mm -hmm. tying that together all right whatever that's on y'all me personally 
No. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't think that I could get back into that space after the breakup and after, like, not ever, like, and really truly not having any intentions, I probably would not be able to get myself back into my space of, like, dealing with that person again. I think a lot of times, too, when you accused of, like, fucking somebody or, you know, having a thing with somebody in a relationship, it might be because your partner might be jealous or might see some type of attraction there, right? And you might be attracted to the person, but nothing happened. So, with that being said, if you break up with somebody and you had an attraction to somebody else, why the fuck do you have to wait six months to fuck with somebody that you clearly had an attraction to? You asking me that? No, I wasn't trying to. my time. Yeah, you got it. Kind of but I, um, yeah. Just that. Yeah, huh? Just fuck who you want to fuck. Because it's, it's never ever over from my experience. That's why I would say six months. Oh, okay. It's never over. So you're saying that you, you, you not necessarily are willing to leave the door open, but in your experience, sometimes the bitches open back up. <laughs> like it's not necessarily like an you don't operate with the intention of oh this will be fine later on or like this will change later on but in your experience you don't want to burn bridges. most of my breakups are because it just doesn't seem like it's gonna work out or somebody's not getting what they want mm-hmm. so it's never been like some super traumatic so I guess I always had the perspective they can always start over and start again yeah that's right that's dope that's very. That's a great way. Yeah, that's a great way to move around. Like I've never had one of those. Yeah, no. Ever. I've only had like one crazy breakup. Yeah. Everything else been pretty smooth. Every breakup for me has been like a burnt bridge. Like. I can see that. (laughs) You can see that because of my personality, or. I was gonna say, who set the fire? (laughs) 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 On the burnt bridges. I just remember you specifically saying you don't care about burning bridges. Yeah. So that's why I said that. I don't. Sometimes it's good. Like, sometimes, sometimes I intentionally burn necessary. a bridge. I'm like, damn, I know this situation ain't good. Burn that bitch. Like, yeah. so. That's true. So, do we have a self-med, self-medicated podcast consensus on when you can fuck the person you're accused of fucking? Yes, after an hour. I mean, you already wanted to fuck them in the first place. Right? <laughs> right. You, right. you just waited. <laughs> you just had morals. That's all. That's all it was. You were just very, waiting on them. Very <laughs> fragile morals. If you doing an hour, like, oh, so yeah, we're not but together anymore. how is that anymore. fragile morals? That's literally like, yo, look, I no longer am tied to the... the if you wanted to fuck them that bad, you, you should have just brought them and fucked them. But that's what I'm... That's but how like if you want waiting. to fuck the person you was fucking more? Huh? Yeah, what if the person that you're with, you don't, you just want to taste. She can get a taste. Taste, taste. She can get a taste. You don't want to be with that person. You just, wanna, you just want to see what it hit for. I'm not trying to be with you. I'm not trying to. Yeah, I'm not trying to. And just, why are you in a relationship with that person? Why didn't you just explain that from the beginning? You met, you met after you met the other person. Can you ask? Can you ask your significant other for a taste? Like, damn, can I just taste? Have you, what Kaya say? Have you ever asked your bitch for other bitches? I don't, I mean, listen, man. I was about to say, relate, relationships are complicated. There's all kinds of wild ass dynamics. I've, uh, different, <laughs> people do different shit. Just period. I mean, 
Yeah, nah, I'm not going. Ain't no, ain't no sampling here. This ain't Sam's Club on a Saturday, nigga. Fuck you, Tom. This ain't that. But, you know, whatever. So we don't have a consensus? It, it kind of just depends on the situation yeah, is what it sounds like. like. type of person you are. Type of person you are. I also think that the nature of the relationship that you were just saying is important, too. The terms that you left on and all of that type of shit. A lot of folks become, like, really good friends with their exes. So, like, that's a different dynamic. That's a big problem that I'm dealing with. What, trying to be a friend with your ex? Insecurities with my girl over the fact that I'm friends with my ex. Oh, you done. Let's go. Can you be friends with your ex? Can you be friends with your ex? Okay. So, can you be friends with your ex? I think we unanimously say yes, you can be. However, there's a few things that go into that. It is you as a... So, what I think you're assuming, Whitney, your outrage is coming from automatically assuming the uh, extra element of being in another relationship and how you're new relationship is going to feel about your relationship with your ex. That's another layer to this. The first layer, though, is just very simply, can you be, like, cool with somebody you were once romantically involved with? I think you're trying to say no. I think the rest of us say yes. Mm-hmm. I think when I look at it from that point of view, the one that you just said, can, mm-hmm. you, can I personally be friends with anybody I've dated before? And I'm just like, oh, yeah, like... Like, I don't want them niggas. Like, mm-hmm. so I feel mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, we could be friends. But would would somebody else be comfortable with that? How about if the other person might still have feelings for me? Or how about if we are very intimate in a way and you're uncomfortable with that? Can you handle right. that? So now, yeah. So now that's the, the next thing. So the first part, we all agree, yes, you can be friends with Jack. Can, how do you deal with your new bae being insecure about your relationship with your ex? It's not up for you to deal with. It's for them to resolve. Mm. And if they can't hand, handle it, kick rock. Not so are you willing rocks. to? That's so you're basically it. willing to. <laughs> so you're basically willing to end that relationship because that person is so insecure. You're putting greater value on that friendship with your ex than the relationship. If you're willing to lose the relationship but maintain that friendship. Not necessarily. I was about to say not necessarily because would it, especially if that's a if that's a relationship that you have before this new relationship, maybe that's a piece for you to evaluate and trying to get into this relationship, right? Like, do I want to be in a relationship with somebody that's mm. so insecure that there's this ultimatum now that like is me that's, or her? That's a red that's flag. Kind of a red flag. That's kind of a red flag. That's kind of wild. That's not so insecure now. Like no, that's the ultimate insecurity. That's a that's that I don't insecurity want you to be friends with somebody you used to put your dick inside of. Yeah, that's oh, okay. literally insecurity one on one. Because y- y'all, so might, a very y'all basic feel like it's unrealistic to act like the person that was your shoulder to cry on and conf- conf- confidant, whatever. Mm-hmm. Last week is a stranger. Mm-hmm. Like that yeah. shit didn't just disappear. That history didn't just go away. That connection, knowing each other, mm-hmm. didn't just go away. So I feel like it's very natural and normal to still want that friendship of someone who you can communicate your perspective. You know, it's a close, it's a mm-hmm. it's a bond that you have. It doesn't have to be sexual or romantic, but you all still know each other on a deeper level than most people know each other. And I feel like 
Yeah, you know the inside the problem, part. Though, it, <laughs> the problem, though, is I think that for a lot of relationships, there is no distinction between these different elements of relationships, right? So I think that for a lot of relationships, the sexual intimacy is tied into the vulnerability, is tied into the opening up and knowing certain things about somebody, right? Like they're all related. And so... <laughs> right like there's a perspective of like if i'm not fucking you then i don't gotta tell you shit i don't have to be vulnerable with you so there's the, you know what i'm saying like there's that kind of i guess relationship i think in, in in some people's brains where it's like you know the only reason that you know me is because i was fucking the only reason i was willing to open up to you was because i was fucking you or because we were fucking right mm -hmm. now that we're not fucking i don't know if i can authentically be as open or vulnerable with you as i was before so that's a potential point of insecurity that somebody might have again i think it all depends on the dynamic to me the two biggest things is the dynamics of the relationship and everybody's security factor but also part of that is like you also have to just gotta be an honest person right like <laughs> there's a lot of givens that i'm not touching on but like you gotta be honest you gotta be transparent you can't be on no sneak shit that that all of that is kind of a given. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm torn. Like I'm torn between like the mature side of me and like the petty side of me. Mm -hmm. Like the mature side of me is like I would love to be in a relationship where I I trust my partner enough to love another woman and that other woman love them too, love him too. Like in a way that that's not with sex or whatever. Just understanding that that relationship and bond can happen. And then the other side of me is like, bitch, please. Like, I'm not going to trust my nigga with no bitch he used to fuck. Because you might fall into that bitch's pussy. Lights might be off. You might trip. Your dick is in her pussy. What's that based on? That fear? That, it, you know, it could be insecurity. It could be fucking common sense. Has it happened to you before? It is not. So it's based on fear. But also, I just know people who be doing shit. Like, because I've seen... know people that be doing shit. <laughs> That's a fact. So, but but you because, don't have a relationship with those people. Yeah, but because I understand how grimy people could be, mm -hmm. and I'm always just going to be aware, because I'm not going to be caught lacking, and I just think some situations be suspect as fuck. But I also think that true <laughs> love is when you are okay with somebody else loving your partner in a different way than you do right because you are not the same way though huh? it you see then you say shit like that <laughs> i take like, it all back i take see, it all back like, like, we just made like so that, much progress with that shit. we just made so much progress you ruined it <laughs> like with that intimacy that you have with somebody else I feel like if you fuck somebody, you could probably fuck again. Especially if the sex was good. Like, if you fuck somebody, I feel like that has absolutely again. nothing to do with it at all. <laughs> well, at all. If I'm in a fucking relationship, all that shit is dead. I'm with you. We together. But you're a good to guy. be fair, yeah. Like, you're a good guy. Again, this is one of them other conversations where, you know. And how about if the girl's really trying to fuck you? You know what the high is, man. All right. But, I guess. But I feel like it's different because you're a good guy. You're genuinely a good guy, and I don't see you doing something like that, right? So your girl would have to realize that about you. So but, people that are just, yeah, I'm probably going to fuck this bitch. Why, are, why is the woman in that relationship if they're not comfortable with somebody that's behaving like that? Mm. That's well, on them. Mm. 
So can I say something real quick and don't judge me? Mm-hmm. This is a podcast, baby. I've Somebody's going to judge you. I've, so I've been in a situation before where I did, like I had an ex. And that ex was in a relationship. This was my younger days before I knew better, are you, right? Are you saying you're the side, you were the side piece? Story time. So I was, I, I don't know if you would say the sad piece because I could never be a side fucking me. I mean, but, the way you worded that is like you didn't want to say you were a side piece. Right? I, I think that's what's happening. Let's just, I th- let's yeah. just anyway, make that assumption. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was dating somebody that had a girlfriend. And I purposefully like <laughs> manipulated the situation and made him cheat multiple times and I got mm. satisfaction off of the fact that I was doing that shit. Damn, you know, then it got kind of quiet and I really felt really <laughs> um, But um, it just got real quiet in this bitch. So your satisfaction came from fucking with the emotions of the other woman or feeling, I guess, wanted to the fact, to the point where this person would risk whatever else they had going on to fuck with you like what do what? I like the fact I think it's all of that shit like I like the fact that he was risking that shit but I also didn't like the bitch so wow. I didn't yeah. really care like I think because I didn't like her I felt a little bit better yeah and okay. I don't know if I had a real reason not to like her anyways too I was just about to and yeah. like the feeling is still so strong that I don't feel bad about it like I, mm. I don't feel bad about it at all I wouldn't take it back um that shit was fun I got joy <laughs> out of it Hmm. And the dick wasn't good, so that just shows you that. Damn. That, so, so that, that was a curveball. Well, because no, it wasn't though. If you've been paying attention, it ain't about none of that. It's about the retribution and the revenge. Like I never heard some woman say I had fun <laughs> and the dick was trashed. Usually those two. I felt like women. I had some type of power, uh, and I think I think that yeah, and that's an issue. And because of that, like because I know that's the shit I was on. Mm. When I was younger and I didn't know better, that karma's a bitch. Karma about to come and get my ass back. So because mm. of that, I can't even trust so my nigga. It's, a, it's a very, like it's that. very much so kind of insecurity, right? It's not necessarily because you you even have the understanding and a perspective of and experience of growth of being able to look back at a situation like, oh, I can identify why I did that shit. I can identify why I liked it. I can identify, you know what I'm saying? All these elements to it. Uh, you know now how you would change and maybe operate differently with adjustments you would make in that same situation but yet you are not in the place yet where you can expect that same kind of outlook and growth on the person on the situation from your partner which is real that's fine like i think there's stages right i, I do think there's stages and all of it i don't when think everybody that, should be sounded kind of like an insult <laughs> no i don't mean that as an insult what i, I what i mean it was because you gotta understand I've known you for a long time at this point so I've seen you go through different phases of your life yeah (laughs) so like it's I've seen like I I get it like I could I could I could I I understand but I can honestly say that I would trust you to be friends with the next Mm. I'll talk shit the whole fucking time but I'll trust you yeah Yeah. I'd be like, oh, you hanging out with that you little ugly ass bitch? The like, banter boss? The banter boss. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I didn't even know you was a fucking banter box. A banter <laughs> box. <laughs> you, you said banter box. No, the banter boss. Okay. Because the, the banter center. box is a little bit like, nigga. There's some like, innuendos <laughs> in there. Right, right. <laughs> we already got a box on there. I'm good. 
No, the banter boss. <sighs> All right, man. We gotta. We gotta. It's on brand for us to talk about Earl Thomas. We have to. <laughs> this is a situation of, I think, um, Gorilla Dad would probably say toxic masculinity. I think. It's both. I would say toxic <laughs> femininity. In reality, it's probably a mixture of both. Yeah. So Earl Thomas. Uh, Earl Thomas is a soon-to-be Hall of Fame safety for the Ravens. Uh, he was a part of the Seattle Seahawks defense that went to the Super Bowl. Really talented defensive. safety defensive yeah. player. You know, Earl, 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 Earl Thomas. Anybody who knows football knows who Earl Thomas is. This week, Earl Thomas got caught up in a situation where he was caught cheating and as a result, held at gunpoint by his wife. And like, for in very general, that's the situation that happened. He was caught cheating and was held, gunpoint by his, held at gunpoint by his wife. Now, there's a whole lot of context and a whole lot of holes to fill in here. But I think this is like a very important a relevant at minimum yeah. discussion about toxic femininity, toxic masculinity, and what the problematic shit here is in this situation. So to fill in some holes, what I believe happened is, and I'm not gossip one-on-one, right? Like I don't follow TMZ and all of that type shit. But what I believe happened is <laughs> the safety got into an argument with his wife, ended up leaving the crib, she hacked his Snapchat and looked at his location, like history, I guess. Mm-hmm. Found out where he had been. This is all speculation, also, by the way. This is not anything confirmed. What I then understand is that she took that information about this, like, history of locations that he had been at, Snapchats or like videos of this part, like secret videos of this of him with some other person so she took that information called some trusted people and pulled up on that location when they when they got to the location earl thomas and his brother was fucking said that from mm-hmm. snapchat mm-hmm. and there was a confrontation that happened allegedly his brother's baby mom or wife was was part of her Cohort, yeah, <laughs> confrontation cohort. I think then what happened was I think uh, the what, I, I'm not sure what developed after. I don't know if Shorty came to the location with the loaded gun. I don't know if there was a yeah. separate confrontation after. She I'm took not, his gun from his house, so that's two, one of her charges. Yeah. Oh, as part of the confrontation, yeah. right? So that's not cool. And she thought it wasn't loaded. But it was but, one in the. But yeah. But it was one in the chamber, and it wasn't on safety. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. And he had to wrestle her. To so get her so so the story keeps going. Eventually, so not only did she hold him at gunpoint with a loaded bullet in the chamber, she thought it was unloaded. Whatever. The safety also was annoying. So that's one block. The next block of information is they had a physical confrontation. He wrestled the gun away from her. And there, I think, is either police report. Witnesses saw her chasing him around the car with a knife as he held the gun that he just took from her. Mm-hmm. So she was still trying to murder this man without the gun. Mm-hmm. 
So that's another chunk of information. Yeah, the newest available. NFL safety can't outrush her. I believe he had to <laughs> tackle her to get the gun out of her because in an enraged state, thinking that the gun ain't unlocked, you might pull that bitch a couple times just for, you know what I'm saying? Just to inspire fear in the person you're conf- confronting. Whatever. All of that is cool. The newest block of information. Oh, yeah. Is Shorty bought him a, 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 a dope gold rope the day after <laughs> as an apology for the whole situation. Mm. So now we have the whole landscape. This is very relevant situation to conversation we've been having on this podcast. I would love to hear the perspectives of the folks in this room. Um, and I think we should start with our guests. We're hospitable here. Haitian sensei, you're not a guest anymore, Rafi. You work here. <laughs> Whitney, I would love. And you're also the only woman here. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on this situation. First of all, first of all. Would you say this is an example of tox- toxic masculinity or toxic femininity? And then toxic why? Toxic femininity. I mean, anyway. no, toxic masculinity. I, right. okay. I feel like toxic femininity would ha- looks like different ways. It might look. We can get into that a different at a different point of time. But um, she's being very aggressive, obviously, um, trying to kill a nigga. Um, and I don't condone that. I think she shouldn't have did that. Um, she has children. She should be a better role model however Mm. that nigga shouldn't have pushed her to do that shit first of all who knows all the shit that she went through she was she mentally broke down if i were her i would claim insanity for those couple of hours because that can happen to you you can mentally become insane for a couple of hours because all you see is red due to prolonged abuse so she has been cheated on. God knows how many STDs this Whoa. nigga didn't gave this bitch. And she just had enough. He was drunk and he was out with these hoes. And she had to figure out where he was. And she just mentally went insane for a couple of hours after suffering all the neglect, the cheating, and the phys- I mean, and emotional abuse. I don't know if there's any physical abuse, but he was definitely emotionally abusive. And she was, at that point, so irritated that um, she was no longer able mm-hmm. to control her emotions mm-hmm. and feelings. Not saying that she was right, but I'm saying she was pushed. And she, she didn't wrong, send it to anybody. And she wrong. For just trying to intimidate a motherfucker. No, she's not wrong for trying to intimidate a motherfucker. Yeah, look at the society you live in. She is wrong for attempted murder is what she's wrong for. I So there's so much shit wrong here. Me personally, I don't know if this is toxic masculinity or toxic femininity. But I'm going to lean towards toxic femininity based on the conversation that we had with Garage Dad mm-hmm. and the traits that triggered her into such a violent state. I am going to attribute to femininity, not masculinity. And I can explain that. Please do. So first and foremost, what I'm about to say, I'm not going to make any assumptions about their situation. I'm going to only observe and make uh, conclusions based off the information that we know. So for example... I don't know if he's been cheating on her perpetually, right? Like, that could very well change how I feel about this situation. I'm going to go off of what we know. Number one, how the fuck Earl Thomas thought that he can get a train off in quarantine? I don't know. 
That's number one. I don't know what you would think. I don't know what kind of excuse you came up with, nigga. <laughs> right? Like, that's number one. Number two, there, there's a lot that happened here, right? Number one is a violation of privacy on her end. Mm. That's very, first and foremost. Mm. Number two is manipulation and lying on her end by saying, hey, I saw, we are, first of all, the context is we're in an argument and you left, right? Her next approach is she went through his phone. There was a violation of that privacy. And then there was premeditated kind of planning to confront this person in a violent way. She took a, she took a weapon from the home. Right. She called other people to be a part of this violent act, this confrontation. Right. So there's some premeditation there. I think that there was continued displays of violence after the gun was taken from her. Um, and the like the, the chasing with the knife situation. And then the third part, the where this all the, this is where it's muddy. If it's toxic masculine or feminine is where she apologized with the gift. Mm. The grand so, we just talked about. The grand gesture. So now that last piece is what throws this all into confusion to me. Because if she was insane, if she had bared the brunt of all the things that you just described and had been through every all of this pressure and all of this this shit to the point where it was boiling over, she could no longer handle it anymore. And this was the emotional state she was seeing red, I believe, was the direct quote that she yes. said that she was in um, when faced with the situation and in a very heightened emotional state. Yes. Then after coming out of that state and calming down, knowing that we're in the social media age and the commentary and dialogue that's going to come behind it, she still apologized with a gift for her behavior in the situation. I'm not saying that doesn't, that's not the same cycle of abuse. What I'm saying was she was temporarily insane. So if a nigga smacked the shit out of a bitch, is he temporarily insane? If he pulled a gun on a woman and threatened her, is he temporarily Is it okay? And then chased her with a knife after the gun was... Was it okay because he was temporarily insane? I don't think... Not to make it okay, but is it like... Because I believe you said that doesn't make it right. But it's understandable. Is it understandable then for a man to haul off on Shorty for his eggs not being right? Like, does that I, make sense? That's not something that should cause temporary insanity. I think it's it. I mean, it, that motherfucker has a problem. I think in a lot of situations where there's abuse like that going on, motherfuckers need help. But I could what see. What abuse are you talking about? There was no evidence of no abuse prior to this situation. What I'm saying is emotionally you can be abusing somebody but, but you're you assuming that she's emotionally that. abused there's been no conversation of that at all you threw that into the equation so and that's a number one that's an assumption but my what i'm saying is even with that assumption uh-huh if you're if you're gonna say you're in a situation where do you as a human being have a certain threshold of abuse that you can tolerate before it's acceptable for you to retaliate is there a different threshold for men to tolerate shit than women Ooh. What are you What are you saying? Here? So I'm thinking even the repeated. So let's say this Repeat, was just nothing the, was repeated. Or I'm saying okay. So let's say this happened just once, right? It could have triggered her to the point where she was temporarily insane. This is this is the same argument that has been used in so many different court cases where you find your wife fucking somebody and you kill the both of them. 
or whatever that might look like. But I'm they not still saying, get convicted and go to jail. They're not. It's, it's not like it. Oh, we get it. I feel you, nigga. Like no, that's not the situation. A woman felt her. That doesn't make her right. I didn't. I never said she was right. She's wrong. Right. But I could. I could. I could see how she could feel that way. So the question is: Is that is her behavior toxic femininity or toxic masculinity? And to me, that's where the that's where it's interesting because I believe that the root of her behavior is toxic femininity. Perhaps the displays of the behavior and results of that may be attributed to toxic masculinity, but I think the root, the insecurity, the the escalated violence, the going through the phone, all of that shit to me is toxic femininity. Now, how she responded to it may be toxic. toxic oh, okay, I can see that. Rafi, what do you think? <laughs> uh. Um, it's really funny because sometimes I feel like pointing the gun at a nigga's head. <laughs> sometimes I feel like any uh, like a court case. If you find evidence um, dishonorably, you can't use it as evidence in the case. Mm-hmm. I I just I laugh at myself saying that because that shit like you still wrong. But you like, hey, right. you changing the subject right, while you right, go through right. my phone. Um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think there is, hmm, how would I say this? I think when you get, when you're talking about the level of emotion that must have been involved to behave this way, there's, there's no cut and dry answer. You can't say this warrants that because it's so, depending on who you are, a million other factors that a lot of shit we don't even know about exactly mm, yeah so saying that oh uh, i can see where she's coming from or that was like may not have been right but it was somewhat warranted and stuff that's that's so i don't think there's no cut and dry answer to that i think so here's the, the problem i was she just recently bought him that necklace right from what Sorry. i saw yeah you know the situation happened last month oh i did not know that part yeah this was in april Okay. She got arrested in April. She just bought the sorry gift this week. Mm, she didn't want to do that jail time. This is, I mean, she didn't want to do the jail time. She had a realization that she was wrong as hell. Maybe she forgot that she gave him a hall pass. Mm. Like, there's, a, there's, a, there's so many things that could potentially be the situation here. Uh, there's, there's, a, there's a lot. But to me, the apology gift a month later... As really a, a gesture of public displays of something, that to me is like, oh, we need more information. We'll probably never get it, mm. but like we need more information because, I, I mean, because I'm of the mindset if she would have gave him an apology gift like the date after, then we could still kind of attribute this to some toxic masculinity shit. Maybe there's some sort of syndrome going on where she feels, you know, what I'm saying a certain way for be behaving out of line or something like that that i can attribute but no shorty you waited a month and you're only doing this because of public perception now we got to look at you and what you did Mm. now given all of that i don't know what the fuck this nigga was doing (laughs) i'm not here to defend her on top of this whatsoever i don't got oh man (laughs) i'm not gonna touch that 
But based on the information that we do know, I think that uh, this is an interesting situation. Earl Thomas is the type of guy that I doubt if we'll get more information. So this will likely just be a lot of speculation. But uh, who knows? Who knows? We'll Justin, what's your take? Shorty was wilding. That's what his take is. Simple conversation. <laughs> <laughs> That's the judge's verdict. <laughs> uh, did you do this in a non-confrontational way? Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. You guys touched on everything. Music that came out this week. Uh, you listen to Kalani K- Kalani album? Yeah, it was decent. Did you like it? Yeah, it was some nice. She had some artists on there I didn't expect her to do songs with, like uh, Tom. Uh, what's the brother's name? Tom Minch. Ah, yeah, I didn't yeah, expect yeah, yeah. that collaboration. Was that that one of the the second to last song? It was yeah, towards the end. Okay. Because he does like real chill, alternative sound to music. So I didn't expect them to do a song together. Cause she seems more R and B ish. So that was interesting. There was another collaboration on there I didn't expect too. The Tory joint. Mm-mm. It was close to towards the end. Your name was single, lucky James Blake. That's the one you're talking about. Oh, that's about. what I was James saying. Blake, yeah, not Tom and James Blake, my bad. Let me get my white people mixed up. <laughs> Her and Lucky is a good combination. Yeah, that was a good song. Janae? Tori? That's all you want? I, could expect, I, I was expecting her with, uh, I mean, I could see her and Janae. My take on this album was uh, Shorty can sing. But for some reason, for the level of breakup that she went through, the lyrics aren't hitting, bro. She's too young still. I mean, it's either that or somebody else is writing her shit for her. I think she writes most of her stuff. If that's the case, this is bad. It's but bad. she's only like, what, 23, 24? Yeah, but based on the shit that she's gone through, mm-hmm. at least publicly, you should have a different take. If you're a talented songwriter, you should be able to express what you have been through in a way that is more, I guess emotion inspiring like when you hear certain songs right you can just tell that that person actually went through this and there's some emotions you can feel it is what i'm saying her singing she her singing ability is really good but what she's saying like the way that she's getting off what she's saying like what she chose to write or i guess say to express the emotion that she's going through i just for me was just wasn't all the way there. It didn't make me feel like SZA on her album. We're like, oh, damn, bitch, you actually... <laughs> I could feel well, that, too. You know what I mean? Probably more talented as a songwriter than... As, SZA? Than as Kalani is. Yeah. I agree Plus, that. she's a little bit older, too. But also, that. she promised that in this album, she wasn't going to talk about any of her breakups. She wasn't going to share that information publicly. So that's a bad idea. Number one, that's a bad idea. Number two, she's lying. Did you hear any of the songs? I think it was more of a... She she's talking about like details? Is that what you... Yeah, she okay. didn't want to say the details. She said it was going to be more of like a reflection of herself or some shit of yeah, how she was That's feeling. where she fucked up. So that's but, why it sounds like mid to me. But I think like for me, after listening to the songs and kind of just thinking about different moods people can be in, um, I know I told you like sometimes you're depressed. Um, and there's different levels of depression. Like, I'm depressed and I'm self-sabotaging to the point where I'm going to fuck your friend. I'm going to do this and I'm going to show you how, like, I don't give a fuck, but I'm really depressed still. Mm. And no, I'm just depressed. I'm numb. Like, 
this bitch sound numb. Mm. <laughs> like that's not what most, we want to hear. Amy. For most of the stuff, so I could that's see. That's when you use the artist therapy. I could see how this is a reflection of her feelings now and how some people can um, some people can definitely resonate with that. Uh, but I agree with you. That's not what everybody's trying to hear. And that's not going to reach most I audiences. I need to hear this. Bro, hey, but was she was spitting a little bit. She was, but fam, I was watching the Babu and Joe Scott battle last night. Segway. And yeah, yeah, and there were certain songs that Jill would play mm-hmm. that made her cry again. Oh shit! Okay, none of these songs Kalani is gonna cry about in ten years. True. That they're, they're not. You know what I'm saying? She didn't. I don't think she got that vulnerable in these in these songs. I think in a few years she might get to that point, but it's kind of like what rap artists we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Like they don't know that. Fans want to hear them be more vulnerable right. and more detailed and more open open about their experiences. So she's still kind of talking about things on a surface level and hasn't gotten to that point yet. Mm-hmm. That probably separates the talented songwriters from the good songwriters when they can access those emotions, make it enjoyable music, and also music you can like relate to and feel. So I think she'll be able to get to that point. But right now, like I said, I think she's just a little too young mm-hmm. to really... She's a young mind. Like, yeah. even think about it. She just said she started feeling sexy. She started, like, not wearing baggy-ass clothes. Like, she started talking about more of her experiences. I think she needs to grow up a little bit. How do you explain her? She's more mature. Talk about the artist. Yes. Oh, okay. She's more mature. Well, her's been in the music game longer than... And she's worked under Prince and all these greats and had all these, like... Records. So she's more exactly. developed, and she's yeah. more talented. At yeah. Also, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. That's what I was going yeah. for. I mean, but that's and number two is this her debut album? I don't care. So. I don't. So these are all things that, like, I hear you and I understand, mm-hmm. but I would feel like at this point in her career, that it should be a little bit better than this. Like, it should be showing some signs of progress and like moving towards getting more what you were talking about more comfort with the industry more comfort with your ability and becoming growing mm-hmm. in within your talent to me what i'm saying my perspective is this is good music i like it it's great but i'm talking about in the perspective of thinking about artists and talent development and understanding yeah. who kailani is this is we don't know to me she she's a little behind schedule she, she should have yeah. party a little bit longer she would have something or, and or i know that she t- go to the playoffs in new <laughs> york one time like i don't know maybe court side in brooklyn is different. I, I know I she's know. trying to get some other <laughs> things too with her music like she's even trying to get like um be able to video herself yeah, she and directed all her i was videos. like man instead of that shit bitch you better work on this writing yeah. You better talk about how you hop on a dick or something. Like, give me something. Like, so I, I, I do feel like I had to get into a different mode to appreciate what she was saying. But I wish she did have a variety of songs. Or she had a couple of lines in some songs that hit. But it's just like, sometimes you, that shit really need a hit. Say some shit. Yeah, and then uh, to be fair to her, like you said, she's, I mean, to be fair to Kehlani, she is young. Maybe being a singer-songwriter ain't what she want to do. Maybe directing videos is maybe more so her thing. Maybe like, just getting more exposed to shit. Working out for Tiana. Yeah, exactly. Love Tiana, by the way. Yeah, um, that's about to be fire. 
So yeah, maybe, maybe the, to be fair to her, I guess that's we could give her that benefit of the doubt. But this was some good mids. <laughs> it was good mids. Yeah, it's enjoyable. Yeah, it, it was like she's not declining. Maybe it didn't look right. <laughs> maybe like, it was a little stimmy. Yeah. But that shit smoked. But you Toxic know? was good. Like she had like two or three songs on there that I was like, okay, good. Yeah, there was a couple bangers on there. Song, uh, there was a song where she said, "Why wow, she gotta hit a nigga for him to fuck her good." I was like. Ooh. Yeah. No, she said. Wow. Uh, <laughs> no, it was the most full on thought. Full well, on I gotta fuck you toxic. up for you to fuck me like this. That's mm. what she said. Toxic. That's very toxic. And I get it. <laughs> I get it. I understand where she was getting at. <laughs> but her song Toxic was the best out of that album. Uh, mm, I don't know about that. Really? Yeah, and she should have put that in the middle because some. I don't know about that. Back to Badu and Joe Scott, though. Shout out to Kehlani. Decent album, but get better. Do better. <laughs> uh, Badu and Joe Scott. So I've been hearing a lot of negative shit said about these queens, and I'm not here for it, bro. Mm. Who said some negative shit? There's too many Me. people saying that the shit was boring. Or oh, that yeah, it was yeah, not yeah. interesting. Or that it wasn't competitive. Or all of these, all of these things. <laughs> it wasn't Wait. within the spirit of the verses world um, I asked this month ago what people are saying about it knowing damn well some of those comments I made <laughs> like, what? I'm so surprised what, what was negative <laughs> so it's, it's wild to me man that I don't know to me it's just kind of wild I don't think that it was this versus was ever billed as a competitive thing um, I think that the rollout, I think that, so I'm, I know what you're talking about. I think that the rollout for this versus was different than all of the other ones. Okay. I think that, that at the very beginning, that initial kind of, what the fuck is this? Kind of eyebrow raising moment mm-hmm. where they were singing each other's songs and shit. And people were like, oh, this is kind of a little bit of a beef then. But that was just, it wasn't. It was a misinterpretation of what they were doing. So I feel like this shit was set up differently than some of the other competitive, more competitive verses from the jump. Right. And um, I don't think that I don't I I didn't see it. I don't think they um, marketed it as such or performed as a competition at all. And I, I right. So I don't. So the the uh, the critique that it wasn't competitive or that. You know, they wasn't going song for song and it's hard mm-hmm. to pick around. Like, I don't think that that's what they were doing. It should not the verses. That... It should have been something else. But so now this is what I like about it being a versus is because from the versus standpoint, they are diversifying. Yo, everything don't have to be contentious. It don't have to just be competitive. It don't have to this be some sort of classic. And this is also a little ironic because you were the main person saying you need some kind of tension some kind yeah, of rappers nigga no nah, I'm rappers. trying to get specific now bro I don't want to hear don't get specific CDB. now you didn't say that with the Neo and the Jata like don't I didn't have keep to that though, same because energy. them niggas was beefing for real for real Neo and Jata were beefing and it was more enjoyable entertaining it, it should, but it that should was be. also more competitive it was a different that's thing that's what I'm saying like, so what I'm saying is all of these battles had different elements mm-hmm. that supported why competition was compelling within that for this one to me that wasn't the point or the purpose and i think it was intentionally not that way i don't disagree with that but what i'm saying is because they didn't it made it boring as hell 
I don't think it was more than maybe, maybe you got to be like super fans of these folks. These are like, like older artists too, and also like they're playing like album cuts and shit. Like I didn't tune in for that. Yeah, I was too young to yeah. appreciate it, so I just removed myself from the situation. I tuned in because these are two women that I grew up listening to and at one point were very, very strong crushes of mine. <laughs> so I was listening to everything so that they had to say. I, I never said I wasn't. You had a crush on Jill Scott, too. Oh, my God. You had one on her? You said two oh. as if you did as well. I No, I know Listen, two man. as in I know oh, he had okay. a thing for Erica okay. Badu. Who doesn't, yeah. though? Erica Badu. Man, Listen. <laughs> Yeah, but so yeah, maybe it's my just fan, my I fandom think, yeah. of them that contributed to it. Like I was, I was. Uh, I mean, I I guess I can understand what you're saying. If it wasn't them too, I would not have cared for all of that girl power support shit. Like that's cool, between, but so like it's cool, but I don't want to watch that shit. Yeah. That's what that's I can I mean, understand. That. If they were like, we're gonna... because it was them, I was like. I was all in it. That like, this is gonna be a woman's moment empowering men is women's month or whatever the, I don't know what that and they were like, we're gonna play each other's music and honor each other. Cool, would have enjoyed it differently, but I had wrongly had different expectations. I feel you. And because I had those expectations I was disappointed. I feel you. Um, do you have different expectations for the uh the uh, Nelly versus Ludacris joint? Absolutely. That is going to be competitive. You think so? Well, Nelly being a former athlete, I know he's going to be competitive. Ludacris is a pretty good shit talker and former DJ personality. I know he's going to bring some kind of presence to the competition where it's going to be yeah, entertaining. Yeah. And they have um, songs. I guess another thing with the Jill Scott and um, Erica was they don't really have songs that get you hype. And have songs that make you want to sway and chill, drink some wine, light a candle, whatever. Or whatever. But yeah. Nelly and Ludacris have songs that make you nod your head, want to dance, True. sing the lyrics to in an aggressive way. You're not going to get that from Jessica. That's really. So I guess that's another thing that kind of made it a little bit on the boring side for me. Is this an indictment on the genre of music that they make? So like adding Neo Soul to the rap and R&B portfolios that Versus has done? Is that a symptom of that? Or do you think it's more so a symptom of who the fuck wants to hear a playlist battle between Erica Badu and Jill Scott? Mm, man, it might be all of that. Because I'm trying to think of another, like, Neo Soul. Like, do I want to hear uh, Anthony Hamilton and Music Soul Child? I was about to say Music versus Bilal as artists. I don't know if Bilal got enough don't got the, Yeah, I was going to say as artists, like, yeah. ability. That would be so good. I would. I would listen to that. I, I'm not familiar with like Bilal's writing. Bunch of B sides from music and Bilal. That would be good. See, that's such a specific guy. That's for the heads. Yeah, yeah, that's definitely for the heads. Yeah, yeah I just yeah, maybe that genre just doesn't lend itself to this type of competitive battle. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why I would think they would have another thing where like maybe just two artists honor each other. Like, that might have been better for the Teddy Riley and um, Babyface. Maybe the genres are a little bit more aggressive and more upbeat, lend itself more to the battling, because you can kind of one-up each other. Yeah. You can't really one-up each other crooning. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have that same hit. 
That's why that's why Drake muted Chris Brown off of that song. Because <laughs> you could definitely get out Chrome. But now um, Chrome by Chris Brown is kind of crazy because he's not the best crooner. Yeah, uh, yeah. They probably Drake and Chris Brown are probably on the same level of singing, in my opinion. What? Yeah. Ah, oh, I'm done. Is either one of them an I'm outstanding done. singer? I'm done. No, but singing isn't even the best things either one of them does. Agreed. Uh, but Chris, Chris Brown, Brown is a way better singer than Drake, and Chris singer. Brown can sing. Chris, Chris Brown, Brown is a better rapper than he is a singer and dancer. Uh, better rapper than dancer. That's close. He's a really good rapper. I like, say that. He could do a whole album rapping, and I was to absolutely. Before I was to forty-five songs of him singing. <laughs> do that for you. <laughs> that album was bogus as fuck, bro. It was too long. Uh, I'll say this: I don't think that Chris Brown is the best singer on this planet, but Drake is not. Well, I said both of them are not good. I didn't. Well, no, you said that they're about on the same level. That's what you said. Okay, true. And that is an egregious statement of the highest order. In my um, professional opinion. You know how many people (laughs) told Drake that he wasn't a good singer? He says it in his songs all the time. Yeah, he's still sensitive about girls telling him he can't sing. I don't think there's ever been a bitch that told Chris should be singing. But I'm just saying. What? You don't think Chris Brown should be singing? He doesn't need to. Uh, he, he could tr- do rapping for a little bit. See what happens. What? I would like a rapper. I I would like to hear uh, his, his, the Doug and Chris Brown album with the role switched. That would have been. That would have been. like that would have made it more entertaining album cool. to me. The album was good too, though. I liked that a lot. It's outside music. You didn't like the Chris Brown album, the Chris Brown and Young Thug album. I did not like Slime and B. What What did you hate about it? I just didn't think the music was good. It was like, it didn't, I feel like it wasn't that much of a collaboration to the point where I was getting the melodies I expect out of Young Thug. Chris Brown, like I said, the singing isn't that impressive to me. And like the beat selection was just all right. It's like, it's what I expected in a very like unsurprising and stereotypical way. Are you a... Um, like, what you just said is, like, maybe them switching roles would have made it more entertaining, doing something different, trying something out of the ordinary, but mm-hmm. it was just, like... It just sounded like they made a bunch of songs. Like, Future and Drake, those yeah, albums yeah, sound yeah. like they just made songs and not really tried to do anything different. Um, do you... Are you the... Are you a, a, a one-listen evaluator, or do you need to sit with it, listen to it in different environments, different ways, before you decide how you feel about music? If I listen to it one time and I'm not impressed the environment is probably not going to change how I listen to it gotcha. whereas if I listen to it one time I'm like okay this is good this is another oh this is even better with the you know with the windows down mm-hmm. weather warm or I'm outside at a party or I'm at a house party but if I don't like it the first time around I'm probably not going to try to keep listening to it to see it in different environments see I'm the opposite and especially with artists that I fuck with because uh, for artists that I fuck with, I feel like I have a certain understanding of who, what my understanding of who they are as artists are. Mm-hmm. So I have an inherent expectation of what I'm going to hear. And so it's very easily for me to be, for them not to produce what I was expecting. And so therefore, if I don't like it immediately and it's somebody I fuck with, I'm like, all right, I got to hear this shit again in a different kind of way. Because mm-hmm. maybe I wasn't in the mindset to accept what they was giving me at this time. 
However, if I hear something and it's good the first time, I'm like, oh, this is probably good. <laughs> Wherever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so for me, when I first, uh, the first time I listen to anything is basically a skim. Mm-hmm. Right? Just to hear the vibe of the shit. To hear, like, I just want to hear kind of, uh, what's the opposite of aesthetic? What's the audio version of aesthetic? Whatever that uh, word is. Sonic. Sonically, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to make sure that it sonically is appealing. And then I, after I get a feel for that, then I can break it down. Then I can listen to your beat selection, your track mm-hmm. listing, uh, your subject matter, your actual like cadence and vocalizer, <laughs> all of that shit I can then break down. But like the vibe, the overall setting, especially when you're listening to an album, because to me, albums are supposed to be projects. They're supposed to be cohesive. That's what I do at but, first. It's kind of like browse, skim through it, and then and then pick it apart. Yeah, I I gotta like I listen with intention the first time, and like I'm like okay maybe the lyrics aren't that good. How's production? Production's not that good. How's the sound quality music? And I'm like yeah. If it doesn't pass these few requirements I have off the first listen, it's pretty much I could tell it's not gonna be for me no matter the environment. Yeah. Or like that. The Eleven Cali album, yep, hit instantly. No, what album? Eleven, 11 Cali. Cali. High, I think it's high tide or low tide. High tide. Yeah, I still need to listen to it. See that one resonated with me instantly, whereas the Chris Brown and um, what else came out this week? Okay, honey, little dirt. Little dirt. That was decent, but I don't know. I feel like artists aren't really doing anything outside of themselves too much these days everybody's playing it safe uh did you listen to the queen Naisha album <laughs> did not even know she had a that was a total music totally making fun of her I didn't know who she was so like what uh, maybe a year ago when she was on Breakfast Club damn I, I didn't know who I she like was then I found out who she was when apparently she has a baby she's pregnant right now right no, she already had, oh, had it. she had it? That's how I found out. I mean, I have other issues. Why is she famous? She's a singer. Isn't she but famous she for like sing. something else, though? So, yeah, so she used to have a YouTube channel with Chris Dale. Thank you. And then that's how she got put on. But she's like, okay, so maybe she her writing is really good then. So her songs just hit a little different. Um... What's that song she had? Um, exactly. Medicine. That shit it. was. Yes, you have. Mm-hmm. So, um, it for you. how would you like it if I do the things you do? Put you on. Do not disturb and entertain these dudes. I'ma ride them crazy, and you'll never have a clue. Mm. I'm gonna repeat what I just said a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard this song before. So it was on the radio forever, but um, it oh, was a, and not only was it on the radio, it was at the fucking club. So the thing is, so the first question was, why is she famous? And you said because of singing, but that's inaccurate. She's a YouTube star. <laughs> yeah, and then her and Chris Sales broke up. Who and the then... fuck is Chris Sales? I know, you got arrested with some shit. I remember seeing that. Because then he started, you know the girl from All My Children, or not All My Children. What's the, <laughs> the damn it, the, the shit, fuck, what is it called? It's not All My Children, it's the black show though. That kind Black-ish? of stuff like that. No. Back in the day. Who was in all it? All my kids. All my kids. Is that what it's called? Who was in it? 
What channel I'm drawing come on? such a blank. Basically, all these people are irrelevant. Who the fuck is a Chris Sales? And he's famous for dating an ex star no, or some shit? No, he's famous for the... Um, he was an ex star. He's, he's famous for the YouTube channel, uh, too. Okay, so... So we're talking about two YouTube stars, one of which can't sing, and the other gets arrested. And that's why they're famous? Parker... McKenna. Oh, ooh, she was from uh Bernie Mac show. No, 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 no. no, no, that, no. You know the show. Oh uh, yeah, with uh Damon Wayans. Uh, it's all my kids or some shit. Uh no, nah, it's uh with Junior. Oh, I know what you're talking what, about. What show is that? Uh, uh, my wife and kids. Oh, that's yeah. what I meant. My wife. You supposed to get the kids part. So he was in that show. Chris no. Said? So his. I'm done. His you girl. His, no. Okay. So after after him and so over this. So this is how medicine got so famous too, because she wrote that song about Chris Sales cheating on her and shit, and then. Like that song took off, they broke up, whatever. Everybody thought them breaking up was only because of views and shit, but it wasn't. Like he was beating her ass and shit. Mm. Then she goes out with Parker from my wife and kids. She or he? He she, he goes out with Parker from my wife and kids. Like she grew up, That's the little girl, girl grew up and was yeah. sexy as fuck. Yeah. And um, he beat her ass too, so they broke up. And Chris Downs is also a rapper and singer. <laughs> Don't disrespect music by calling this man the rapper and singer, number one. <laughs> number two, so there's no reason why these people are famous. <laughs> you tell me nothing. And I, I know a lot of people. Listen, if if that's the threshold for fame is the story you just told, I know some people that deserve millions because their lives are a lot more compelling than mm. that. So uh, I, I'm, I don't know why these people are famous. I don't understand why Queen Nigel has an album in my suggested albums to listen to. Uh, I've, I, I think I've heard her try to sing before. I don't think singing is one of the things that she do. She needs to stick to YouTube. Yeah, I don't... No, you have to have a reason to be famous, man. This is the same type of shit I'm talking about. Everybody Not in 2020. No, uh, this is the problem. Everybody don't get to have an opinion. Everybody don't just get to be a celebrity, fam. We have to start having reasons for this shit. You can't just... Yeah, no. I don't know. Whatever. I'm off my soapbox. That shit just made my head hurt. Queen Nigel <laughs> Chris Sale. Uh, anyway. Um, let's see. There's a, there's some other things that we're going to get to. Uh, but we're going to get to them next week. But I think it's time for some Florida Man. Let's say y'all. Absolutely. Shout out to the, uh, the Florida Man account that started following us this week. Just shout out to y'all. <laughs> That's scary. Man. That's a call the line. Oh, it is. Mm. Even better. Send, send us some shit. We'll wear it. <laughs> if it's raw, if it's nice, uh, if it's decent. I keep thinking that it's still uh, April. That is definitely May. Oh yeah. Here we go. Florida man never ever disappoints. Naked Florida man prompts airport evacuation after claiming he planted a bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds about right. So police used a taser on a naked man who prompted an evacuation at a Florida airport after allegedly claiming he had planted a bomb. The sheriff said that the authorities received a call about a naked man running around the terminal 
at the airport. Uh, this is Daytona Beach International Airport, by the way. 200 passengers were eva- evacuated. Buddy ass. <laughs> John Greenwood, 25, was naked on the baggage carousel and yelled, The bomb is going to go off. I planted a bomb in the bathroom. Naked on the baggage carousel. That is fucking hilarious. Uh, one here. Here you go. This yes. is how it happened. They searched the airport. Um, nothing was found. They transported him to a, a hospital where he admitted to using Molly and several other drugs the night before. <laughs> <laughs> My man was off the shit. However, he was held twice back in 07 uh, for involuntary mental health examinations. So this is somebody who probably shouldn't have been doing drugs. Sounds like it. Yeah, the airport said this is not something we go through every day. <laughs> so, yeah, there you have it. That has been uh, episode, what, 16? Yes, sir. Episode 16 of the Self-Medicated Podcast. As always, make sure you follow us on all social medias, the Self-Medicated Podcast, at the Self-Med Pod. Um, just do your Googles. We'll pop up. On all DSPs, uh, except for title, until we on title. Again, just search the self-medicated podcast. Keep following us on IG. Uh, keep subscribing. Keep downloading. Um, keep tuning in to our funny ass IG story. <laughs> this just is great. Pretty soon we're gonna start. I want to start doing shout outs to other like podcasts too, but I want them to be organic. Like I don't want them to be transactional. Like I don't want to shout people out because they shouted us out or whatever, or they started following us or whatever. I want to shout out people doing dope shit. Just because I think they're doing dope yeah, shit. I got so. this too. What was that one podcast with the Oprah expose? HK, High Key. Yeah, we got uh, The High Key podcast. Yeah, shout out, out to them. They, their shits is, they shits is all right. right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Shits is all right. I fucks with I'm it. Check it out this week. The High Key podcast. So yeah, uh, I guess the High Key gets our first organic shout out, but shout <laughs> out to y'all. Yeah, do you, uh, this is another thing we should start plugging too is your socials. Do you want to plug your own socials? Uh, no. Uh, right you want to plug your socials? Um, yeah, so you can find me on Instagram. I just made an Instagram like last week, um, but <laughs> at Whitney Merlon. So that's um, W-H-I-T-N-E-Y-M-I-R-L-A-N-D-E. Cool. Thank you. Um, and you can find me. Uh, at W-A-Y-T-H-E-F-A-R-E-R uh, Way the Fair, man. That's my IG. But until next time, this is the Self-Medicated Podcast. I am your host, Troy Alib, a.k.a. The Wayfair, a.k.a. Young Quentin Quarantino, a.k.a. The Banter Boss, closing out for Justin, Captain of the Igloo, Young Popular and Friendly, a.k.a. The Box Hunter, uh, the One Pot Player, and, of course, the most popular guest we've ever had, Whitney, the Haitian Sensation, A.K.A. Ate All The Snacks. A.K.A. Troy's an Asshole. A.K.A. My Baby. And special shout out to the newest member of the team, Young Fast and Furious, Rafi. Uh, We out. Peace. You can find me on MySpace. (laughs) OnlyFans. OnlyFans.com. Peace. Oh damn, what is it, dog? I forgot it's Mother's Day. Didn't get a gift for her. Other plans got in the way. She'll be so disappointed. Damn, I forgot it too. This could have been avoided. What the hell are we gonna do? Huh? The choice can be no other.
Troy and I, um, damn, we had just cop too. Mm. We had just cop some weed, um, and we was we were driving in Bronzeville, and we got pulled over because I guess my tail light was out. Yeah, I so didn't you know. set the whole thing up. <laughs> Bro, as the story goes on, I thought that was what But Troy was driving, and I was in the passenger <laughs> seat. <laughs> Um, and basically the police came up, they was already on some motherfucking bullshit. As soon as they came up, they was on some bullshit. Talking about they could smell weed in the car, smell like we were smoking, and we had not smoked in the car. But I did just cop some Pacquiao. Mm. That yeah. shit was on so, <laughs> so like, they kept grilling us. Like, we kept saying, no, we have nothing in the car. They were saying they were going to take us out the car and search our car because they knew we had some shit up on there. And I'm just telling them, like, I'm saying, like, I swear to God, we don't have shit. Like, we don't, we don't. Like, I'm just maintaining that shit. And, um... Eventually, they stopped asking me and was both talking to her. Mm. <laughs> Did they separate her from you? No. Oh, okay. No, I was still like, in the car. If they were separating her from you, she was definitely on snitch. No, <laughs> So, you know... They're asking for our IDs and shit. Whenever somebody asks for my ID and shit, I always give them, like, my student ID. That's the first thing I give they ask. Like, just know I'm a student. Because, you know, they already don't like black people. But I'm like, I, you know, I, I'm, I belong to something other than... The black else. community. <laughs> yeah, so if you kill Cultural me... appropriation. If you kill me, somebody gonna be looking for me. You know what I mean? Like, just... They gonna say I was a student. So, you know, I I feel like that makes them calm down just a tad bit or whatever. It's helped me in some situations, actually. Um, and they both come up to my side and they're asking me and they're like, you know, if he got drugs, <laughs> they're like, if he got drugs, like, just tell us that he got drugs. Like, nothing's going to happen to you. Like, what? you know, and you can tell that they just were not going to stop. Like, they just wouldn't stop. So I finally say, I said, you this know what? my heart jumps in my throat. <laughs> mm. I was like, you know, I do. I was like, I do have drugs. And they're just like, you do? I was like, yeah. I'm looking at her like. And I was just like, yeah. I was like, but I was prescribed them. So I take out a prescription I got and I show them my prescription. I was like, you see, these are drugs, but I swear, like, these are in my name. Like, I, these these are my prescription drugs. Mm -hmm. They got so mad. They I was about to say, funny. They got no, so mad. Like, mm. I played real dumb, too. Like, I played real dumb. Like, I played that shit off. Like, I was like, I thought I was going to get in trouble for them prescription drugs. And um, they let us go after that. They were so pissed off. So the whole play was an ignorance play. Was like, oh, you guys are gonna be mad about these prescription drugs that I have. Mm. And so let me just show you these that are actually prescribed and perfectly legal for me to have. But you keep asking me, so in naive world, maybe <laughs> maybe this is what you want to see. Mm. Type shit. It, it ended up working out, and I definitely um, am. I'm never comfortable getting pulled over, but I know she's not gonna fall. <laughs> at, at least, yeah.